I hit a chili dip. It was off the it was off the hosel. I mean Cameron Davis is a joke. Mike, you got any yeah. takes on the e-golf pro tour? You already have iron <laughs> covers. You already look like a giant pussy. <laughs> I don't care. I honestly don't give a struck- shit. He could be six feet under at this point, whoever WD. I didn't watch a single <clears throat> bit of it, but I'm going to chirp at the Fairmont St. Andrews because of the name. Yeah, Paul Tesori. Paul Tesori, friend of the pod. Neiman, friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Yeah. Friend of the so- pod, Aunt Betsy. Terrell Haddon, are you kidding me? And there's a raccoon, no joke, like 20 feet away from <laughs> Florida. I say Florida, I'm hanging. Florida. No! You can't yeah. say Florida! Folks, we're back. And with Woo! new... <laughs> what a week! What a week! All of the sudden, look who's made a comeback in the matchups, Let's baby. fucking go. Go. <laughs> we got, so, okay, we got a lot to talk about. I'm here with Fitz. We're in snowy boulder here. It snowed like a foot today. Yeah, crazy stuff. Wow. We were playing golf yesterday and it's snowing today, so insane weather here. Gotta live with the highs and the lows. Mike's out in Boston. It was cold today, too, but we didn't get snow. I was golfing today. That's pretty special. It, it was. Did we play great? No. Were we freezing? Yes. <laughs> okay. First question of the day. This could get contentious. Or maybe not. <laughs> question is, what is the most satisfying drink on the golf course? It can be like any time, place, situation. Very open-ended. There's a alcoholic lot of good or, candidates. Alcoholic or non-alcoholic. It can include alcohol. doesn't have to. Fitz, we'll let you cover the non-alcoholic <laughs> section of this Yeah, I've, I've got that. I've got that section All right, Sean, totally hit us covered. Chris, yeah. we got the adult section down, down on lock. <laughs> so I'm a big lemonade guy. I love a lemonade to start the round. It's a really good, refreshing drink. Gets you off to a good start. A little bit of sugar in there to kind of boost your energy. I think it gets you off to a good start. 12th hole, I love me some Diet Snapple. I'm a huge oh, Diet God, Snapple guy. That's really dark. <laughs> huge Diet, Diet Snapple guy. Yeah. Diet. That's what they have at the halfway house at the burn. So I, I usually drink that. The peach flavor is fantastic. Well, you got to pick one. What, which, which is it? I'm going with Diet Snapple. Diet Wait, Snapple. Just- just to give the listeners like a little bit of context, at our at our home course, our halfway house is at the twelfth hole, so it's really a two thirds house. Yeah, and Diet really, Snapple. Put it yeah, on the board. It gets you in the barn. I mean, it really helps you get through that that rough stretch, and you're just losing steam at twelve, thirteen, fourteen, and then you know it really kicks in the afterburners. When Sean's pumped two OB, and he's and he's dead silent, he has a Diet Snapple, and he's back in the game. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, Mike, you want to hit us with it? So at the twelfth hole, when it's when it's closed, there's a uh, mini mart on the on the other side of the fence. <laughs> Sometimes me and Chris will hop that and go through the neighbor's yard, and we'll you know we'll we'll grab some tall boys, um, you know, Corona, or Modelo. Those will always get us, get you through those last two thirds. But I mean, off the off the tee, I've been really been I've really been craving. Um, Cutwater Spirits, they have this margarita. It's like a lime margarita, and it, and it clocks in at like 12%. And these things are <laughs> these things are awesome. I, I auto went bogey out with, on one. Auto bogey. Uh, auto bogey. So, so I got a good story. So I went out. So I went out for like a 
12.30 tea time. This is like the other week. And I, and I probably woke up at 11, didn't eat anything. And I, and I go, and I go into the bar, you know, it's, I'm on the tea. I'm like, can I get, can I get a margarita? And so they give me the cut water, you know, and I chug this thing like it's rocket fuel. And I'm, and I'm buzzed on the second green. I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck. And I just read, I read the can and it says two shots of, two shots of malt margarita, a uh, uh, malt tequila. And I'm like, oh God, this is oh going to be God. a long day. <laughs> I, I think I lost about six balls. It's <laughs> a good answer. I, mine is a very specific scenario. In my scenario, you could have about 10 different answers. Yeah, I I thought about the Bloody Mary after a rough night on the first tee. Really gets you going. Auto birdie on one if you do that. I'm going with th- after a 36-hole day. It's a <laughs> summer afternoon. You get done. Your feet hurt a little bit. Maybe you're wearing dry joys, some leather shoes. You sit down outside, preferably in the shade. Take your shoes off. Take your socks off. You're sitting out there. You got that sun shining on you. You got a tuna melt with no cheese on your way. Oh, that's a terrible choice. That's so disgusting to think about. You got a fresh tuna melt coming your way. No cheese. You're the only guy fantasizing about this right now. And you you pick up a freshly poured draft Guinness. Oh, gosh. You are the biggest Guinness guy I know. It's got to be the most satisfying thing. In golf. The stout in the summer? It's a heavy beer. Stout in summer. God, that's a that is such a bizarre choice. I was it, expecting to me like it's a, the only choice. I was ex you know there were like five different choices I could have expected. You know, I was you know, I was thinking transfusion, bloody Mary, vodka soda, even a fucking IPA. I mean those you are all a, you go with a place. You go with a Guinness? Shout out Guinness, friend of the pod. Guinness is a friend of the pod. In the summer, I don't know. <laughs> Those were the three most different answers that I think you could expect. <laughs> well, one has to be different because he's underage. I mean, I think I'll be drinking diet snapples till the day I die on the twelfth hole. <laughs> and and we will Nothing judge but. you. And we will judge you till the day you die. <laughs> Mike, diet snapples have been getting me in the barn under par for the last couple of years, so. I don't know. There's, I have no reason to switch, you know? <laughs> Fair enough. If, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. All right. Let's move into Zozo Town here. We had oh, a... What a week. What a week. Zozo Town. That was one of the Weird. sickest boards I've ever seen, by the way. Weird week. Weird week. I, You know, it seemed kind of like a boring week in the first couple days. I wasn't too engaged with it. I thought the storylines were kind of eh. Like, you had JT and Rom up there. It kind of just seemed like that's what it was going to be. Sean and I got so bored. It was like, it was either <laughs> last night or a couple nights ago. We we flipped on YouTube. We were watching Spencer Levine and Jesper Parnovic highlights. Yeah, it was that's a really awesome. dark scene. That was last night. We were watching it, crazy videos, like European tour, like really old videos, old Spencer Levine. It was Really it was dark. really bad. Admittedly, yeah. that sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, it was a great time. I ate a pretty much a whole cherry pie in the process, so it, <laughs> it was a good time. Anyways, it shaped up to be an actually pretty thrilling week. Yeah. And Wait, before before we move on, is Spencer Levine as electric as I remember? 
Oh, he, yeah. Oh, my God, dude. He's the unreal. antics. Yeah, we're just out of control. He's unreal. He's missed on the PGA Tour dearly. So Cantley wins. I don't think anyone really expected that coming into the back nine. But he's, God, he looks so, he's so controlled. He was playing textbook golf. He was hitting those kind of punch drivers that were flighted. and yeah. He was so sick. He played like the most textbook golf on the back nine, and you thought there was no chance that he would make a mistake until obviously There's sixteen. Some... But like he, other than that, oh, other than that wedge on sixteen, he was so textbook. It was and crazy it was how locked in he was. Like you could literally see it. Like he was so calm. It looked like he had no heartbeat. Like it was just textbook. I actually there... think the reason he bogeyed sixteen was they were saying that he hadn't looked at a leaderboard. Then he made his three birdies, and they said he hadn't looked at a leaderboard. So I don't think he knew where he was at. He was just trying to make birdies. And then he got to 16, saw the leaderboard, and he might have tensed up a little bit. I think that's the only thing that maybe could have flustered him. Yeah, that but swing that looks a little tense on 16. Yeah, but that seems so out of character for him because, you know, he's portrayed as this, you know, sort of like even keel, sort of emotionless, sort of killer almost. Yeah, I think potentially too. He he made those birdies. wasn't really thinking about it. wasn't really expecting to be in the lead, and then saw the leaderboard and was like, "Oh my god, holy shit, I'm in the lead!" And it kind of just shocked him for that one swing. Because after that, he striked right. it. He continued to play just as good as he was playing before. So well, when your when your main when your main competition is the number two, number three player in the world, you wouldn't think that you know they come down the stretch, you know, hitting these really haphazard shots and and really making these really, really, really poor decisions. What a shit show that. I mean, yeah. you make the decision every, making. saw every mistake, the, the decision-making and the shots, right? What, like you saw Jade. Go. Was that, what was the first, uh, is it 13, that first par five, you know, where there's Baranka in the middle and they're, you know, they're hitting three woods down the hill. Right. And JT just absolutely queefs one out to the. To <laughs> I think the, that was that was uh sixteen. No, 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 no. no the was, the earlier part. It's, it's before, oh yeah, the, the one before that. Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's either twelve or thirteen. I was getting viscerally angry. You know, his caddy was not telling him to you know back off that shot when he had that horrid lie in the rough and he was just trying to muscle out you know, like. Like a five iron or a six iron over this Branko. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, and he said right after he did, he's like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, he totally rushed that decision. I mean, he didn't like he just he stepped up there, didn't think about the consequences, and then was like, fuck. I mean, what am I doing after that? He didn't even think about it. Which, by the no. way, was it was it 13 yesterday that he had that insane shot off the cart path? Yeah, yes. he he hit the same. He had, he had a terrible drive. He hit the same drive two days in a row. Like that, that it, little skanky cut. He was hitting some terrible shots the last two days. Sean was telling me, we were watching it. He was like, how is this guy 22 under? Dude, Every time I don't they get show it. him, he's... <laughs> sometimes... that's, a testament, that's a testament to his talent, though, because he's such a good ball striker. But every now and then, he just hits this shot where it's just like, where did that come from? Dude, that's exactly what I was saying. Like... We always talk about JT as one of the best iron players in the world. Like, probably top three. It's him, Morikawa, and Tiger, people talk about, especially the announcers. And then and he's a big right miss. 
he does. He gets that under pressure. That's his go his miss. He goes right. He gets really quick with the upper body. Club comes in late. He doesn't want to go left. And it goes right. And it's it's weird because the iron play is the strength of his game. And it seems to fail him the most under pressure. And the thing that people talk about as being inconsistent with JT is the putter. And I feel like he putts so good on the back nine under pressure. He does. But Chris, it doesn't you know matter because he's that? spraying it. Chris, you know what we call that, that you know, game plan? You know, just that, you know, the really good ball striking but has a big right miss. You know what we call that? What do we call that? The Sean Fitzgerald. <laughs> well, it was, it was funny, like, because JT literally lost the tournament on 16 when he – when he had he had 244 in on his second middle of the fairway at a good angle and he blocked it dead right he's in the hazard and he's he said to himself i was just so afraid of missing left but you know how can you do how can it's it's crazy that like these pros can make the same mistakes that that amateurs do he was so afraid of missing left that he last minute blocked it but you know what was so infuriating about jt's back nine today was that he could have single-handedly lost the tournament on three separate holes on the back today. Could have happened on 12. Could have happened on 15 when he was indecisive about his club choice and he left it short. And it should have trundled back into the water. And then on 16, he, he had three absolutely boneheaded decisions where his caddy just didn't intervene. And, you know, finally the third time it bit him in the ass. Right. Crazy. I mean, it's just crazy. And and I thought it was so funny on 18 when he had to make the set his second shot and he hit it to like two feet and he was so pissed. But he, <laughs> like, the fact that he, dude, that's not the shot that gave away the tournament. Like you gave it away a long time ago. Yeah, it was it was done and dusted before that, buddy. Yeah, it is crazy how poorly he played and he only lost by one. I know. It just shows you how freaking good he is like he had his probably b minus game today i felt like and he almost won the golf tournament like he is that good it's insane to me that he's won 13 times already like he is probably the best player in the world when he's on because mm, you're gonna leave dj well, out of that conversation i, I you know and i change my opinion on this all the time but jt might be the most talented player in the world it's just I, insane how good he is. I think we should leave that topic to a separate podcast because, you know, there's probably five or six guys that we say, you know, when they're on, you know, truly on, we're like, they're the best player in the world. You know, you know, Rory, DJ, JT, Tiger, you know. Spieth. Yeah, I was about to, I was actually Bryson. About to mention even Spieth, Bryson. That's five or six. That Capca. Speaking Capca. of speaking of Rory, Tiger, and Spieth, I thought they had similar weeks. They they all showed signs of life, and they all showed signs of extreme inconsistency. I that's, feel like that's what they're that's where who where they are right now. I think I said and that if, last week. I said Spieth is guaranteed to have a round of seventy four or worse, but he'll probably play well and he'll probably have a good finish. It's yeah, just he'll shoot a 75, it's commercial he'll shoot for him. 66. Yeah, it's insane how consistent he is at that. He's consistently inconsistent. <laughs> it's crazy. Exactly he'll make triple. He'll go birdie, birdie, triple. Mom. He started his round on, I think it was, yeah, was it Saturday? Triple. Birdie, birdie, triple. I mean, 
It's just he's such, unbelievable. He's such, a, he's such a confounding player. You know, he could shoot a 75, but he may also have about 27 putts in the round. Yeah, he can scramble like... It's hard to say places. where he's trending. I think he's, I think he's getting his feet under him. It, I agree. He, I think it's getting better. He's getting better. He, he drove it, like, like, decent this week. He drove it well, yeah. He, yeah. yeah. But I feel like Sherwood's fairways are generous. I mean, this is, this is mm, a hard golf I would not course. say yeah. so. No, I don't think they... This is not a hard golf course. It's definitely soft. I thought the greens looked tricky. I thought that was where the, the challenge was, but even still, like, it's, I mean, not 20, very difficult. 20, did it finish at 23 or 23? 23 under. 23, 23 on a limited field is yeah. pretty fucking deep. It's deep. So you know it played deep. You want to know what disappointed me this week is that, you know, there was nothing in the coverage that kind of separated this week from, you know, the previous Chevrons or, you know, the heroes that were here, you know. Kind of felt like the same tournament. You know, limited field, best in the world, no cut. Kind of seems like a... <clears throat> You know, it just kind of seems like a OWGR grab. You know, everybody's here and everybody's going to make money. I mean, what do you think Nothing. was different about it that that they should have highlighted? Because I, I was well, too young to watch those events. So I mean, Chris and I could remember it. You know, it did. It did feel different. Chris, it did feel different, and maybe that's because Tiger won all of them. I think. But, I mean, obviously, you know, the players are different. You know, you know, ten years is a big difference and whatnot, but. The presentation of the course, you know, the camera angles. There was nothing that... Don't even you know, start on the cameras this week. The coverage today was so bad. Uh, Terrible. I, uh, we'll, get, we'll get to that later if we, if we really wanted to devote time to that. But um, I just wanted to mention that. I just no, felt like I, we had I, to squeeze that think, in there. I think we're all in the same boat. But it's the fact that, you know... Let's be real. The Zozo and the Hero World Challenge are two completely different caliber of tournament. But, you know, the way that NBC presented the same exact golf course, it didn't feel any different. Like, the Zozo didn't feel more important than the Hero World Challenge at Sherwood Country Club. At least to me. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. I mean, I I wasn't old or old enough to watch that, but... I didn't really have that many complaints about Sherwood. I mean, I thought it was kind of boring, especially the front nine. I like I watched so many featured groups. I watched a lot of it on Thursday, Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I spent a lot of time watching this procrastinate tournament. Procrastinate job. Yeah, huge procrastination grind. But I watched it's a lot it. of featured groups on the front nine, and it just seemed so bland. But the last few no. holes, last four or five holes were sick, and they produced a a lot of drama. So insane. insane. I think it's a it's a good tour golf course. I, I really enjoyed the product this I week. I thought it was sick. I have two shout outs this week. It's an inoffensive golf course. Go ahead, Mike. It's a what? It's, a, it's an inoffensive golf course. You know, it's not gonna ruffle any feathers, but it's also you know not gonna, you know, pull up any trees and you know Yeah. Really safe play by the tour going back to Sherwood, honestly. I thought it was I mean, a good move. I thought it was I thought it was a good move. It's a good product this week. Well, you know, they all, it's a very, Sherwood's very much like a, it's a safety net. You know, yeah. we've been, we've been here before, we know what we can get, and you know, they're, you know, Sherwood's definitely willing to have us, so, you know, why not go here? Can I do my two shout outs? Okay. Sure. First shout out, Cam Smith, and we know why I'm bringing up Cam Smith, but he had a sick week, and he is now a t- firmly a top 
the Cam power rankings. Hey, Cam Smith. Cam Champ was one back okay. of, of yeah. Cam Smith yeah. this week. So Cam he's, he's had, right on his tail. But Cam Smith's had a lot of good previous finishes in the last few weeks. It's Cam Smith, Cam Champ, and just because I can't think of another Cam, it has to be Cam Davis third. It's probably the only third he's ever going to have on tour. And Cam Newton's fourth. <laughs> oh my God! Maybe Cam Newton's last. I put any yeah any Cam on Earth is in front of Cam Newton right now. God, that was insufferable today. I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, we're not a football podcast. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. And move on. I'm Even just... if we were a football podcast, I'm not talking about that. Yeah, <laughs> my blood's boiling. <laughs> my other shout out is Bubba. Because he's now my pick to win the Masters. And I have him on my Masters team. He's my pick to win the Masters. He's winning the Masters. How, how does he not win the Masters? Wait, Dude, he, he's sh- no. striking the shit out of the ball. Yeah, he's and his, sick. His chipping and pitching today, some of the shots they showed, that one shot, I think it was on the par five, um, yeah, the one that Rom left it in the bunker. Straight into the ground, and it, he hit this crazy low skipper. Oh, that was that was on the front nine, maybe. But I was talking about that lob shot he hit on that the back. Awesome. He lobbed it awesome. onto this slope on the very edge of the green, like literally a foot away from the rough line, and it spun all the way down the hill to like four feet. Yeah, it was yeah. just disgusting. Like were we, his hands were we, are unbelievable. Were we stupid to not have him in our in our pickums this week? Because you know this is a tight golf course. It's not super long. You know you do have to shape it. You know. He is trending in the right direction, folks. But some of the putts he was hitting, though, at the same time, (laughs) got to give you a sign for some concern. He had this one eight-footer. He he has this one eight-footer. The the stance was egregious. Yeah. It's on his toes. And he hits this thing, and he leaves it dead short. And he says to himself, 3% downhill, and you can leave it short? Yeah. Sounds like (laughs) Dude, he looks like when you bring one of your buddies to go play mini golf for the first time, he kind of looks like that, just like really uncomfortable, kind of leaning on his left side. Like the putter is not in his hands correctly. It's kind of a dark scene watching him putt. He's going to win the match. Why are his toes like pointing inward at each other? He's got crow's feet, yeah. It's crazy. (laughs) It's so insane. It's kind of like if a... It's kind of like a sick, like a 1950s style putting, you know, stance without yeah. the bowed knees. And I'm just like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> yeah, it is bizarre. It's really It's scary. pretty sick. But he is hitting the ball really well, and his chipping and pitching is fucking gross. And, by the way, no fans this year at Augusta, so watch out for that. No, Bubba hates the fans. Yeah, he does hate the fans. Fans, friend of the pod. Okay, do you guys have any more Zozo thoughts? Bubba Watson plus thirty three hundred to win the Masters this year. Can we talk about Rory wearing a hoodie today? Because I thought that was so sick, and it like Hatton wearing a hoodie. Yeah, I didn't think wearing a a hoodie. No, it was sick because Hatton wearing a hoodie a couple weeks ago made me never want to put a hoodie on ever again in my life. And Rory (laughs) wearing one today totally salvaged that. So big move by Rory. I'm a huge Rory guy now. I, I mean, I couldn't give two shits about the hoodie. This is my, this is the only thing I will say about the hoodie. If tour pros on both the European tour and the PGA tour can wear a hoodie, they sure shit should be allowed to wear shorts. 
I'm kind of out on the shorts thing. Like, I kind of like the look yeah. of pants. It looks I sick. Do. Like It does look way more professional when you have pants. And maybe that's because we're so used to it. But I still think that it you, you kind of need that separation. I don't know. I think if it's above I, 90 degrees, the tour should let you wear shorts. But like the European tour. Yeah, but the I hoodie like thing is cool. I think it's I think it's keeping golf relevant. You know that you I gotta think, make golf cool. I <sighs> think certain players should only be allowed to wear shorts. Like if you if you are a certain cut and you're of a certain weight, you can wear shorts. But if you're too if you fat, have calves like Adonis, you can wear shorts. You can wear shorts. Phil can wear shorts. But if you're you know. If we're like Lumpy Tim Heron, no, you're sticking with pants. <laughs> Lumpy, yeah. Lumpy's wearing, Lumpy's wearing pants regardless. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to see Lumpy's calves. No disrespect to Lumpy. He made a good career for himself. Lumpy, borderline friend of the pod. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't have any real thoughts on it. I think it's fine. It's whatever. Fashion statement. Who cares? My only thing is I don't think I could wear a hoodie on the golf course. Not because of the... Not because of the fashion statement. It would say. feel weird to hit a shot with a hoodie. I just feel like the hood would get in the way. Imagine you get to the top of the backswing and you just feel that thing flailing around. Wouldn't you just like, you just be like, ugh, and you just throw your hands out to the ball and you just, <laughs> you know, just shank it. <laughs> Mike, that's a problem only you would have. I don't, I don't think any of us are facing that. I feel... Just I feel throw your hands out to the right. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel, I feel the hood. I throw my hands out. And I just open that face, and I just hit the biggest pull slice. Dude, I think you were already doing that before the hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> it, would, it would have exacerbated it. Actually, sure. you should wear the hoodie so you have an excuse for when you do that. Yeah, oh, it's there the hoodie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, but it's the hoodie. You but know? you can't take it off. You gotta wear it so you can have the excuse just locked up right in the holster. <laughs> right. Not okay. Wear a shirt under it, so I have to wear the hoodie the entire Let's, round. Let's get to our one-up, one-down for the week. Mike, go ahead. Uh, my one-up for the week, I want to shout out Adam Long. Because he... Mm. Ha- well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. He was in dead he, last for a long time. No, here's the thing. But he, he rallied. Lived, he made me some money. Thank you, Sean. He lived a child's dream today. He played... He did. He did. He, li- he played the final group on a Sunday... With Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson, and he beat them both by six. Yeah, it's that pretty was sick. sick. That was cold. It's pretty blooded. sick. You know, Adam Long's a, a cold-blooded killer. Adam Long could never play a PGA Tour event for the rest of his life, but that's a story that he's going to tell to his grandson. It is so know? sick. I, you know, he's going <laughs> to be like, "Hey, grandson, you know, one time I absolutely wiped the floor with Tiger and Phil at the Zozo. I fucking dusted them." <laughs> And you know Tiger and Phil didn't give a shit. I mean, they couldn't yeah, care yeah. less. <laughs> but for Adam Long, it was his major. It was a major. Player. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, this is Adam Long's Masters. I mean, that's not true. He's playing the Masters in a few weeks because, you know, he's a PGA Tour winner. But, you know, this is a Super Bowl. And it, it was a Super Bowl, and he came out victorious. Yeah, exactly. Sean, what do you got for one up? Yeah, good stuff from Adam Long, but this one up's pretty co- pretty cool. Phil, on Friday... Played the par fives at five over on his back oh, nine. God. That's your one up? No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. He made a nine. A nine. <laughs> and then proceeded to go birdie, birdie, birdie and only shoot one over. 
it's one of the sickest fill grinds in recent memory. <laughs> Props to him for grinding that out. Yeah, that's a nine grind. I, I like that. I like that. He's had you know, plenty of those. It's yeah. just amazing that it, oh, that's, plenty the bar that we're, that's the bar we're setting for Phil now. Make a nine, but if you rattle off three three birdies, you know, that's a thumbs up. You know, that's a one-up on the uh, on the chili dip pod. You know, <laughs> oh, we've had low, we're setting the bar for Phil. Phil's just going to... It's eat. not as low as Hunter Mayhan. I mean, we had some really low one-ups for Hunter Mayhan. Hunter Mayhan one-up for being alive yeah. is, a, is a dark scene. Really dark scene. My one up, my one up's pretty commercial this week. Um, my one up is hole sixteen at Sherwood. Boring. It's boring, but it's sick because it was a. It's kind of an easy par five. It's a sick risk reward hole though. But it 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 yielded some crazy results today, especially with Cantley. I really like. I Go really ahead. like the par fives on the back at at Sherwood. It they are good, actually. My one up. No, I'm changing my one up to the par fives on the back because. On 13, you had Rom hitting a fucking iron from 280 that or whatever was it was. the dumbest thing I've ever seen. He it, flushed it and came up 50 yards short in that punk. I mean, that should be an, a birdie, if not at worst, a par for that, him. That was an absolute dive bomb. And JT gave him a gift by, you know, nearly dumping it into that barranca, you know. He should, he should be licking his chops, you know, just... For God's sake, just lay up. You're one of the best wedge players in the world, but except he just hits this like nice little snap hook right into the bunker and just lays the sod over it. Crazy. Crazy that that happened. And then you go to 16, and Rom hits, a, hits an iron off the tee. What are yeah. you doing? You need two birdies. Yeah. You need two birdies. He birdied the hole, but it was still a terrible play because then he hit three wood, which cleared the hazard by a foot. Yeah, <laughs> that was and so close to going in. And didn't JT hit an absolutely like sick drive on 16? He had a sick drive before his crazy block. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. And he, and, he, and he almost dumped one into the hazard yesterday, so he put the demons... But then he made a bed. sick up and down, and then yeah, Rom almost hold his down. chip shot. It was a great hole today, and it was a great one up. Cool pin location, too. I like that pin. It was kind of right behind that ridge. And Cantley bogeyed. Yeah, yeah, the tree came in. The tree came into play. I mean, those trees know. are sick. Really I mean, cool touch. I mean, it really came into play for Cantley. Should we get to one downs? Let's get one to downs. One down. I have a sick one down. I think I have uh, a good one too. I have a good one too. I think we uh, all have good one downs. We were talking about this in the group text. Mike, let it rip. Uh, we were talking about this. You know, the back nine was a tough scene, especially for the last group. But you know, we alluded to this earlier. JT's course management. Jesus. Fucking Christ. I mean, just some of the most boneheaded decisions. And he's like, oh, why did I do that? Why did I do that? I'm like, you could have stopped. You could have, you know, you could have just backed off. You could have changed clubs. You know, could have pitched out. I thought the worst. Go ahead. I mean, 15 was the most egregious. Yeah, I was going to say say 15. He should have been put on the clock if I was the, you know, if I was the... If I was the rules official, I mean, he took a solid two minutes, you know. Did you see John Rom basically give him the stink eye? It's just, <laughs> yeah. Fuck I had um, that actually as a new segment for the uh, for the pod called All That For That. Shout out Peter Malnati. Uh, literally. He literally standing over it for four minutes. All that time. for that? I could have made a fucking meal. And he just... <laughs> 
and of course, you know, JT, you know, being one of the best players in the world, you know, two straight holes, he gets one of the best breaks that he could have possibly gotten. It doesn't trickle back into the water. It was a playable lie. You know, of course, you know, bit him, bit him on hole 16, you know, his luck had worn out. But why are we not holding him accountable? I mean, you, Mike, you're, you're holding him accountable right now. <laughs> but oh, what I'm you're not complaining a- about. I'm not a tour official. I'm not, you know, I'm not Slugger. Oh, you think the you think Slugger oh. should have stepped in? I think Slugger should have stepped in for mm, sure. You know, I don't know about with that. With four holes Final to play group, on Sunday, yeah. he needs to make a birdie. I think it, it adds excessive. to the drama. It adds to the drama. People like I hearing the caddy he conversation. A... People like seeing him, he, seeing him tinker over the shot and then eventually hit into the bank. People no, like seeing. If I was... If I was Jay Monahan, and let's say you know this this is already dramatic enough, you know you're just standing on your you know you're you're at your office in Sawgrass, just ring up Slugger and just be like, cost of fucking carnage. Go go <laughs> up to JT and just be like, you're on the clock, big boy. That would be that's, sick. I don't know. That would be sick. Yeah, that's one of the that most outrageous be... things I've ever heard. No, that'd be absolutely sweet. Imagine if you know Dan Hicks goes like, well. Slugger White just went up to the group and they've been put on the clock. That's I feel like if Slugger no White way. did that, you would be ripping Slugger White right now. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, Slugger White's a very rippable character as, or, as he is already. Mm, Slugger White's a legend. Let's let's be easy on Slugger White here. I'm kind of all Patrick, on Slugger. He called Patrick Reed a gentleman after blatantly cheating. You can absolutely rip on him. I mean, what are you supposed to call him? An asshat? Like, you can't do that. Absolutely. He's, a, he's the call face of the cheat. tour. Call him a cheat. Dude. Tell him that he was building sandcastles. <laughs> Mike, that's what we're here for. We get to do that. That's not Slugger's job. It's his job. He's a rules official, for God's sake. I don't know what to say about that. Yeah, I, I can't speak to how Slugger I'm going to get to my one down. My one down is the country of Italy. I was going to talk about this, the, too. The entire country. The entire country. Uh, their, their, their history... Romulus and Remus. Oh, the Trojan I wasn't going to talk about this broadly. No, I'm, the, the whole thing. The whole thing is a package. Romulus <laughs> and Remus fought over a fucking hill on a river. Italy, baby. Italy is dying. Italy oh, right. is... I'm just going to pretend I didn't because, hear that. No, let's save the rest of this for... We're going to say... We're going to go we're into gonna, the Eurozone later. I knew we were going to rile up some feathers with the Italy's dead thing. So we're going to wait for that. Wait Mike for the Eurozone. Fully can fully kill Italy. Chris, but Italy I'm is the one that. Right <laughs> I just wanted to get you going. It's like when you get the bull going, you know? I'm seething right now. All right, my one down for the week. It's pretty outrageous. Victor Perez. Yep. No, friend of the yep. pod. Totally. Why? Totally. Why Victor? Why Victor? Totally. Slim Vic. He is 36th in the OWGR official world golf rankings. He's sponsored by NetJets, which you have to be pretty big time to be sponsored by NetJets. There's not that many He's guys. He's big time. He's not big time. Yes, he is. He's not. Mike, Wait, did you guys if he's see? so big time, why doesn't he have a shirt sponsor? He was wearing <laughs> blank shirts, nothing on it. The Chili that was, sponsored him. He wears a shirt that we you got pick a up at a Goodwill. Yeah, we got a sponsor. <laughs> <for us. laughs> Wait, did you guys see that video of... Of his footwork on the European tour. Oh, it's Instagram. so bad. Oh my god, that game it's is heebie-jeebies. so hard to watch. Dude, but he is a good player. 
He's like fine. he stripes it. He, He's well, okay, sick. Co- okay, come to the PGA tour. He uh, played a little. He played a little U.S. Yeah. swing earlier this year. He'll be back for the match. He said that Chris cut. Well, come to the PGA tour. Let's see if you're actually really a good player. Fuck. Yeah, because the OWGR shafts you if you play on the tour. Your tour players are pretty soft because they get the same weight for playing on a Muni with. Okay, I'm not. We're gonna wait. We save have to for, wait. For save this. for the Euro. Sir, 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 you're on the same boat as me. That's how many Fleetwood should retire. <laughs> no one's on dude, that phone. Fleetwood, dude. Fleetwood <laughs> plays on the PGA Tour, bro. I don't know. You are he the plays only in person. Dude, he played this way. week. He played this week, bro. He and plays in Europe like twenty percent of the time. What did he do? Dude, he almost won the U.S. Open. He almost won the U.S. Open. You can't. He has the he has the U.S. Open course record, dude. And he ganked it. Uh, T57. <laughs> so I love how Mike Mike groups people in and he goes, Oh, you agree with me? Fleetwood should retire. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's not what it is. Well, you're clearly in the same boat as me that the, that the European Tour gets way too many OWGR points. That is true. Yeah. But Fleetwood doesn't play European Tour that much. He's a PGA Tour guy. And he can't win on either tour. <laughs> We're gonna uh, let's 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 wait. Let's we're, we gotta wait for the Eurozone for because the Eurozone's gonna pop off. We gotta do <laughs> matchups. We gotta recap our matchups and our back asswords first. This was <laughs> this was a a dicey week for matchups. We had some swings here. We had this some was swings. a sick week for matchups, this, and I called it. I called it last it. episode. Fitz, the, you went four and zero. The tables have week. turned. Four and zero. Oh, we had one tie. It was Roy. The Gooch. Wait, Fitz, can we give you a round of applause? Good job. Thank you, thank you. I had some bold picks picking Gooch over Tiger. You guys gave me a lot of shit, but look how it worked out. Yeah, it was a good my... pick, but I think it was still disrespectful. I Yeah, I was about to say, you're still a scumbag. For I would rather lose with Tiger than win with Gooch. So, I Mike, agree. we got a moral victory, which is almost worth more than the standings. I agree. Okay. Moral so, victories suck. We... Uh, well okay that's debatable i'm out on morals honestly i'm a huge actual victory guy that is an absolutely scummy thing of you to say (laughs) so we let let me quickly recap the matchups we had six of them we had phil versus spieth tiger versus the gooch horikawa versus morikawa (laughs) web four to one odds four to one odds on hori we had Webb <laughs> versus Haddon, enemy of the pod. We had Rory versus Xander, never won a major. And that's all we had. Rory tied Xander. So we had four winners. We had four losers. I went two and two. Mike, you went one and three. The only one you picked right was Morikawa. Which was a throw-in. Like, I mean, a throw. I, mean yeah, I took Horgod. Absolute, absolute layup. Horgod yeah. was worth the risk, I think. At four to one. Dude, he came in like... Pretty much close to last. Well, it's offensive because Hatton was looking good at the beginning of the week, and he just absolutely spit the bit. Yeah. I well, thought I Hatton mean, was going to win. Webb was an easy pick because yeah. Webb's so consistent. You knew he's just going to—he's sick. But Hatton was playing so good. I mean, you know, sixty-five, sixty-eight, and following that up. With the Dude, he's playing some of the best golf in the world right now. That it's kind of scary. Pasco, it's a tough scene to you're, watch. You're, you're God, imagine if he wins the Masters. No, uh, ruin the tournament. There are Chris and I were talking about that. Ruin the tournament. Yeah, there's some dark, guys that could really ruin it. It'd be a dark day for us. P. Reed and Hatton. Hatton, you get Willett again. You get um, 
Hey, get Will Justin Rose. Justin Rose. There's nothing wrong with Justin Rose, but he's not a he's not a fun win. Yeah, yeah there's no one. Say, he's just a cookie cutter guy. There's no one that's like, oh, I'm a huge Justin <laughs> Rose fan. You know, like you, you don't get those guys. Yeah, there's a bunch of guys that say, oh, he's got a nice swing, but like nobody's. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, Justin Rose. You know, I'm sure he's a nice guy. Nothing against him. Borderline friend of the pod, Justin. Rose. I'd love to interview him. I mean, mm. he's a. He's, he's a great player. He's had a great career. Yeah, mm. he seems like a great guy. Mm. No hate on Justin Rose. Mm. Well, Chris, me and Sean can do the interview, and you can sit on the sidelines. Yeah, same with the Cam Davis one. Although, actually, no, I want to talk to Cam You Davis. should talk to Cam Davis. Oh, We've got to sort God. your shit out. In we, person. We, my God. Just one-on-one, socially distant. I would love to talk to Cam Davis. I, I, I think you so much money to watch that happen, dude. I think you'd back out. There's no way you'd do it. We're now seven for seven on mentioning Cam Davis on our podcast. Who would have bet? The, what, what were the odds on that? That's because you find a way every week to sneak <laughs> him in. You you literally you're writing your agenda and you know you're, you're first preparing thing. and you're just like you're just like hmm how am I gonna get Cam Davis into this week's pod? By how the way, I, Mike. I forgot to say this at the beginning of the episode. What an outrageous move by you. 30 minutes late to our scheduled pod time. 30 minutes late. 30 Vince minutes late. Vince wasn't even on the clean feed. I'm sitting here locked in, ready to go. Rare occurrence. Okay. And you dude, said, you guys you waited be, three minutes for me, Max. Stop. You said be ready at 12.15. And you call me at 12. I was like, are you ready? I'm like, no. Nope. nope Dude, you nope, were 30 nope. minutes late. It was egregious. It was yeah. so disrespectful. I almost walked out. Bullshit. Yeah, I, I almost quit the pod, honestly. Well, guess what? You're potting with me right now. So <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's briefly go through. Fitz, you're now in the lead at 11-6 and six on the matchup record. I'm in yep. second. That is such a dark scene. I'm smoking you guys in no, all of these segments. Not smoking us. I'm in second, yes. ten and seven. Pasco, you've now fallen to last place, nine and eight. We all have winning records, but Pasco, you're in last. You have to make moves. You can't keep picking these Euro hacks. Listen, <laughs> it's a season-long race, and you're losing it. Well, guess what? We have plenty of ground to make. <laughs> we have so many tournaments left. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Mike, no one... I was in your boat last week, and, and look where I am now. You can get to this point. It's going to take some hard work and dedication. <laughs> Thank you, Sean, for your encouragement. It means a lot to me. No one picked the winner this week. I had Rory. <laughs> Pascal, you had Morikawa. And Sean, you had Xander. No one really came close, honestly. Yeah, Sean came, and actually nobody really came No, close. No. I, I, I'm going to start picking Rom every week. I'm literally just going to pick him to win. <laughs> Because he's there every single week. Yeah. It's a joke. I'm picking we'll him pick, every single week. We'll pick Ram and JT until, you know, one of them actually win. Yeah. So I want to talk about this back ass words because it was pretty fascinating week on the back ass words. I had, so you guys gave me Phil and Ricky. Sean, we gave you Jason Day and Adam Long. And Mike, we gave you Jazzy J and Andrew Landry. They... All? Wait, can we wait before we move on? Can we talk about that video of Andrew Landry eating shit at the beginning of the week? What? Did you guys see that? No, no I didn't see that. He was on the he was on the car path. I think he was t- 
taking a swing and he just absolutely fell right on his face. Like, <laughs> That's I'm, sick. And I and I'm just watching the coverage. I'm like, somebody gave me him for back passwords. This is a dark scene. <laughs> Actually, he must Carver have inspired him because he was the he was the best guy on back passwords this week. Was he really? Yeah, he yeah. made seventeen grand, seventeen and a half grand. That's fucking. Good. Although the difference between the best yeah, guy and the nothing. worst guy is is four thousand. Very slim. Was yeah. very slim. So the total came out to twenty nine for me, thirty three for you, Mike, and just over thirty for Sean. So basically, no movement there in the back asswards, but maintaining Sean's my a massive lead. A massive. I'm down almost four hundred k to Sean. You're going to need a huge week at some point. Yeah, I was about to say, nobody really won. <laughs> You're going to need Martin Trainer to play out of his mind one week or something Dude, like that. Dude, Trainer's off the board. He won Is the he off the board? All right, yeah, well, you, you're picked gonna need... him, you picked him the first week. I did. I, you know what? Because he's my go-to bad well, player on tour. But well, I think a, a Martin Trainer equivalent. So that, well, that's the problem. Bad is that all these guys are coming off the board. We got yeah. You know, we got six guys every week coming off the board. We had Phil and Spieth in the last couple of weeks in the back asswards. And Ricky this only, week. I'm and Jason Day. Right. And Day. I'm, I'm the only one playing this right. I'm giving no. you players who are playing no. bad. What? That's I the picked worst Phil, stretch. dude. I picked Phil this week. He just won yeah. his last two starts. He's a bad player playing bad. He's playing on pitching pots every week. That's disrespectful. I can't believe I gave Taylor Gooch. Taylor Gooch is not. He's playing out of his mind right now. He shot 63 this week again. That week was sick. Yeah, he was sick at Shadow Creek. I don't know what he won. Dude, he might win soon. He's playing insane, like trending big time. He's a solid player. Yeah, shout out to Gooch, friend of the pod. Gooch. Okay, my my heart rate is rising because the next segment I have on is the Eurozone. You're now entering the Eurozone. Hosted by self-proclaimed resident Euro Tour specialist, Pasco. Okay, so so it was the Italian Open this week. This was at the Cervo Golf Club in Brescia, Italy. Uh, Ross McGowan won at 20 under. He um, with a birdie on the last hole to win. Uh, beat Laurie Cantor and Nicholas Colsarts. Uh, both finished tied second. And let me just say this. This golf course... It was in full contravention of my human rights. It was a disgrace. This thing was an absolute muni. What was this course? There was power lines all over the place. Did you see that Matt Wallace video? Yep. Yeah, Matt Wallace and Lee Westwood. Mike Wallace. Sorry. Lee Westwood. Yeah, Mike Wallace, right. And Lee Westwood. Lee Westwood stiffed it, and he just reaches, and he reaches right into the bag, and it, and it just like, oh, nope, it hit the power line. Like, it was like a regular occurrence. It's, it's a joke. It, man, what what was this fucking... What was this fucking tournament, man? Mike, I, this is kind of what I came up with about this golf course. It was like sticking a homeless man in a tuxedo. It's all dressed up, but it was that's, so shitty on the inside. That's disrespectful you know? to the homeless man. Borderline, yeah. I mean, it's a national open, and you had to play it it's at so this bad. golf course. It's like, so imagine, bad. imagine playing the U.S. Open at your local town, Muni, 
but it was in good shape and played 7,400 yards. That's <laughs> what this was with power wait, lines. Like, wait, that's literally what this was. Wait, wait, don't. You can't say that because guess what? Next year they're playing the U.S. Open at your fucking local town meeting at Torrey Pines. Yeah, but come on. Torrey Pines makes this place look like. I mean, I played. I a played Torrey Pines. It is a nothing golf course. It is a fucking boring, also, uninteresting golf course. Also, they were playing lift, clean, and place. Yeah, the ball was yes, sticking. You have, with it. Dude, you it was the to. softest did golf you, course I've ever did seen. You, did you see those fairways? That was longer than you know the first cut at any other golf course. It was, <laughs> it was a disgrace. Yeah, you it's, can get some pretty bad lies in that fairway. It, it was, was tough to watch. Close. It was so flat too. Like I didn't see a single bit of elevation. There was no change. trouble around the greens. There was no collection areas. The rough wasn't thick. It was all flat. The greens were flat. The pins were in relatively easy positions because any pin on that on those greens are easy positions. Yeah, You're playing lift clean green, in place. All those greens were shaped like ovals and, and circles. There was absolutely no movement to the golf course whatsoever. There's nothing interesting. It was an absolute snooze fest. Ross McGowan. Yeah. Shout out Ross McGowan. Gutsy Shout win. Out. I mean, it's good to see a guy who looks like your average dad winning in an era of like freak athletes, right? I mean, you got you got guys like Victor Perez, like six five, bomb the ball, and Ross McGowan just comes out and just plods his way to an Italian Open victory. It's cool he to hit, see. He Pretty hit inspiration. one of the worst golf shots that I saw today, like this morning. He looked so nervous. There's this par, <laughs> like this par three. It might have been the sixth hole. It was like probably like two thirty, and there was water on the left because you know the feature of any uninteresting golf course. And he. Just completely hooded the face. He stood over, he stood over this ball for about ten seconds. It was almost as long as that video that I sent to you guys of my dad. That was a really dark video. <laughs> Your dad standing over this five footer for literally thirty seconds. It must have been thirty seconds. Just stagnant. Wait, speaking of dad, we, at the end of the podcast, we need to talk about me running into your dad at, at, at the uh, at the driving range. <laughs> well, 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 let's talk about that at the end. Um, I want to shout out. I want to shout out Sebastian Heisel, CU grad, graduated in 2011. You know, it's just good to see your teammates playing well. Wait, that's pretty uh, cool. Friend of the pod. Let, friend of the pod. Shout for out, sure. But let's go back to Ross McGowan because he last won his. This is his second European Tour uh, win. You want to know when his first European Tour win came? Oh, it was like 10 years year? ago, right? It was 2009. Yeah, went back that's, to that's sick. sick. That's like that's super Blair. cool. He went back to the yeah. Challenge Tour last year, and apparently his game was just like completely lost. He was working with a new coach, and he won last year. And, you know, he's, you know, his confidence was slowly starting to come back, and, you know, and he, he looked really nervous those first five holes. You know, I woke up early, you know, to watch because, you know, I needed, you know, I needed to detonate this, this course this week, you know, need to have <laughs> enough material. But, you know, he looked shaky. And, and I, and I want to say him and Cantor, were, they did not play inspiring golf. Cantor from inside. Total pillow fight. With a flat, flat stick was really, was really, really dicey. Grim. Really grim. Yeah. But that that bunker shot was was insane. Yeah, that was that was an nasty. incredible bunker shot. The way he just threw his right hand under that ball. That was risky. Gonna, really gutsy to play. That went so high and landed soft as a pillow on a downslope. That was sick. Yeah, 
And then didn't he birdied eighteen to win, right? So he he, he he clutched it up at the end, but Yeah, exactly. And and Colsarts and Colsarts, I believe, got birdied uh, eighteen to get to nineteen and and you know, sent the number of the club pass, so you know so Colsarts was sitting pretty, it looked like he he could get into a playoff, but you know McGowan actually, you know, stuck stuck the dagger in both Cantor and Colsarts' hearts. So I really wanna to, know I really want to know what the Euro Tour is doing. What do they do? Like, what kind of product are they trying to put out there? And why that's aren't a great players? Question. Why aren't players like Cole Sertz, Are they not good enough to play in tour events? Because I feel like you see all these insane Euro Tour guys. For example, Victor Perez. Why don't you? Why don't you go to the U.S.? Why aren't you going there? And for the Euro Tour, what kind of product are you trying to put out? Well, part of it's sponsors exemptions, obviously. Right. But I agree to an extent. Yeah, it seems like the the European tour doesn't really have an identity right now, right? They're kind of they're experimenting a little bit. You know, they've got the event in Kenya. They've got they're playing in Italy at these bizarre golf courses with power lines th- running through them. They had the event. What's that country off uh, near Greece, Chris? Cy- oh, the, the Cyprus. The, the Cyprus, Cyprus swing. swing. They had the back-to-back events in Cyprus. A tiny country, like 500,000 people or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're like doing absolute... crazy shit. And then they've got, like, the normal events they play in Scotland and, and England. You know, the staples, like the one at Wentworth. You get the BMW, the Scottish Open, the Irish Open. So it just seems like they're kind of all over the place. Like, they've they got to choose such, something here. They have such a good YouTube content. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, they're, they're, they're killing they're it on YouTube. Yeah, they're, they're unreal. Media absolutely dust the PGA Tour. Yeah, unre- unbelievable. But then they but lay it, an egg in the events. Yeah, I agree. I think they need to stick with, with the events that they've got that are really, truly good events, like the Scottish Open, BMW. Irish Open. Irish Open. It, the French those Open's are a really good watch. event. I love watching those events. Yeah, yeah I agree. Exactly. I'm sorry. I don't want to watch the Cypress Open. I heard they were playing on like a sheep pasture. I mean, <laughs> it's just a really yeah. dark scene. Some of these events, you just don't know what you're going to get. And I guess some people enjoy that. Like they like the shit show of the European tour. But I want to see good golf. I want to see cool golf courses. And you kind of don't get that all the time with the European tour. It's inconsistent. Euro tour. Yeah, like it's fun to watch, but there's a difference between being quirky and being good. Like, yeah, you know what I mean with when it comes to a golf course. Like an example of a, a great golf course that they played at that's quirky and kind of testing the limits was La Hinch when they played the Irish Open there. I thought that was super cool. Like that was one of the best you know experimental golf courses I've seen played on a, a professional. That, that was, was a phenomenal product, and I also want to shout out when they played the British Masters at. Uh, was a, I think it was Walton Heath, an awesome golf course. And, yeah, that you know, place looks cool. And yeah, like beautiful Parkland, nice, nice and quirky, really firm. The you know the conditions still play a massive factor. And you know, if you're the tour and you want to you know boil this down to you know a monetary standpoint, this is like you know 15 minutes outside the heart of fucking London. You know, like this, it's a slam dunk. Euro tour, you're on the hot seat. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing else to say. Let's also so, go ahead. Just really dark scene by me, considering myself a huge geography guy, forgetting the name of Cyprus. So really dark scene for me. Uh, yeah. Well, you recovered in the end. 
Yeah, I'm going to be thinking about that one for a while. I might not go to sleep tonight. <laughs> listen, listen, it's a small country. I would have forgotten about them, too. Yeah, just let's a total talk, blank. Let's talk about Bryson before we get to our Masters draft. Bryson. Does he give a shit? Are you kidding me, dude? He posted on his story. He hit 211 ball speed, 401 carry. I hate to be that guy. But how do you? How? Let how? Me, let me see him. Let me see him do it in a tournament. Dude, dude, what does he need to the, prove, bro? That's why he just Open. won the U.S. Open by five shots. Six yeah, shots. Yeah, that's true. I, I will say. What this. are you talking about, dude? He's gonna, he's gonna have lob wedge into thirteen at Augusta. I mean, we all, we all knew that. I mean. That hole's wide open. He can just bomb it into 14 fairway, no, and he's going to have you know the most open angle. This is the worst take, Mike. How can you not think this is revolutionary? 401 carry, 211 ball speed. Rory could I, Rory couldn't hit 195 in gym clothes on the range. Chris, Neither could DJ. What's your top ball speed? Neither could DJ. I think the only two guys that can get to where Bryson is now are Finau and DJ. They're the only two guys DJ that have can't it in the do tank. It. I think I DJ on speed training, I DJ think he could do it. it. He won't, Dude. though. He won't do he it. He won't. He won't, but he could. Yeah, but he, but he won't. Yeah, and neither will Finau. Oh, Finau could probably do it in like a week. Like but if Finau he just won't. trained for a week, but he, he won't. could do it. But he there's won't of, because he'd Finau, spray it. There's videos of Finau hitting 200. Yeah, not oh, straight. More than that, he's hit 206 on video. Apparently, he used to hit 212 when he was younger. But he, I mean, and he doesn't do it in tournaments. No, Wait, the only guy who can hit it straight is Bryson. That that's. But speed. I will say, but I will say this: Bryson is revolutionary. I have a friend who's literally going full Bryson right now. He's literally swinging out of his shoes. He just bought a full set of Jumbo Max grips. I mean, like that's Bryson really dark did. because the kid you're it, talking about is like an eight handicap. <laughs> he he's, can't not, do he's, that. Not eight, he's not an eight handicap. He's probably he's probably like a two right now. I mean, he's a good player. Eight. He strikes the ball. I mean, he. I saw him hit, he hit like 126 club head speed. I mean, it's obviously not Bryson numbers, but, you know. Eight handicap. No, he's not. Really dark using jumbo it, grips. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, do I agree with the, with the philosophy? Not necessarily, but, you know, it goes to show that, like, Bryson is really making weight. I'm so excited. And that wasn't even with the 48-inch driver. So when, that's the thing. When he, like when he pulls that out at Augusta, when he pulls that out at Augusta, if he wins, it's gonna be insane. You're gonna have a guy who goes U.S. Open, Masters. I mean, how can you not change six, the game? And six months ago, we were we were talking about how he can't show up in majors. I don't see besides Bubba. I don't see how he doesn't win the Masters. Yeah, he he's gonna be. He's gonna be there. He'll be, be in there. the top five. He'll be in he's the top ten. He's gonna be there on Sunday, guaranteed. There's no, like, there's no way he shouldn't contend with the way he's playing yeah. right now. There's no world in which Bryson doesn't it's contend. It's insane, and he's gonna keep getting longer. He's gonna keep getting straighter. He's gonna keep getting better. I don't know Do about the straighter, weird? but well, straighter proportional weird? to how far he hits it. Yeah, yeah. Do you think it's weird that he didn't play Zozo and uh, and CJ? No. Dude, he's speed training. He's he's going to the 48-inch driver. Dude, Bryson's... <laughs> I was listening to a podcast. I can't remember who which podcast it was, but he was talking about what he does to prepare for tournaments. He does not play golf at all for before tournaments. He literally does not play at all. He, he'll, he said he'll play like maybe like two or three holes just to like test things out. 
He says all of his practice is done on the range. All of it is dialing in his numbers. Bryson doesn't need to play. He doesn't need the reps. He's a robot. That's so tapped. He's a robot. He'll show up at Augusta That's with so no tapped. playing in the last two it's months, a, and he'll win. It's, but it's amazing. insane. It's amazing. It works for him. It truly it, works for it him. It is insane. And can we just talk about <laughs> Bryson's social media presence in, like, the last week? Outrageous. Oh, that video of him God. where it was just him getting off his private plane. Dude. And he had, like, the organ shake <laughs> in the background. And then he gets into his, you know, he gets into his shout-out Genesis, friend of the pod. But, you know. <laughs> it was so his, good. He gets into Isn't his car and he has his, Bentley. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is Bentley, not Genesis. Or it's Rolls-Royce, I thought. Uh, it's, it's, it's something that's really tone-deaf. No, it's made. the car is made by Genesis. No, yeah, it's I'm pretty not. sure he's sponsored by Bentley. He's sponsored by Rolls-Royce. Dude, it's, I think it's Bentley. I'm watching the video right now. It's Bentley, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, you know, that was a pretty dark scene, not knowing... It's amazing how, you know, somebody in his team, you know, I, I, I always circle back to, like, that 15-minute, like, silent video that he posted on his Instagram, like, right at the beginning of, you know, the restart. You know, the one where he's, like, shirtless walking in the woods, and, you know, he's, like, and he's, like, flipping bacon and, like, walking in that, walking around the pool. Dude, like, I think it was a there's no There's nobody, there's nobody in his team that's saying, like, you know... You kind of look like a fucking idiot posting this. No, no. He doesn't give a shit about what anyone thinks or says. He just does what he wants. He posts... All these things that he posts are just... I think they're, like, meant to be funny. I don't think he's taking himself that seriously on social media like people <laughs> think, think he is. I think he takes himself so seriously. Not on social. Video. He's messing with everyone. Dude, he's messing with people. <laughs> He gets out of the plane and he gets into his car. Genesis Bentley, I don't care what it is. And then he has the camera like <laughs> panning down and he's just sitting there driving the car. And then the video ends and that's the whole thing. Yeah. You can't tell me he's not trying his absolute ass off right now. <laughs> no, no. He's doing the opposite. I think he's beating Kepka at it's his own game. Tell. It's hard no. to tell. He is out Kepka in Kepka. He's just he's not so giving a shit about anything or anyone. Just no regard played, for human life. It'd be sweet if he played Kepka off the tour like this. By the way, follow me on Twitter. I tweeted that earlier, so I just wanted to bring that up. At the Sean Fitzy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Also, follow shame. follow the Chili Dip Pod on uh, yeah, shameless Good plot. job pumping your own Twitter. Pro- do you have double-digit followers? No, I, I, I think I have like 10. All right. That's I've only tweeted scene. like... I've only tweeted like six things, but I'm going to be tweeting a lot now. Oh, God. All right, I'm going to be we, blowing let, it up. Let, let's get to our <laughs> Masters draft. Let's close this thing out. I have an, an unbelievable Masters pick, and I cannot oh, believe I, it's, he's actually such a lock. He's such Hold a lock on. to play I got to go back into the OWGR and try to figure out who you're going to pick. And since I have first wait, pick. Wait, wait can, how do can you have we, first pick? Wait, first off. Let's re- let's recall who has been picked. All right, you want to go through who's been picked? Yes. All right. So, Master Draft teams. My I have Kevin Kisner, Sergio, Bubba is going to win, Jason Day and Ricky. Mike, you have Harris English, Victor Perez, Neiman, Cam Smith and Poulter. 
And Sean, you have Kucher, Scotty Scheffler, Wiesberger, Kevin Na, and Spieth. Very interesting teams. I feel like, Mike, you have kind of a flyer team, like guys that could play really well, but guys that could play really yeah, bad. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's, it's I've gone with the like other, the past champions, the, the past guys who have played well. You have Sergio, Bubba, Day, Ricky. Sean, you've kind of gone with a mix. I've got a, yeah, you've got I've got a, a smorgasbord. So you've got a diversified portfolio. Smorgasbord is a perfect term. It's perfect. Well, and I think it. I've got... I'm My next guy is going to add to that smorgasbord, so... Smorgasbord. All right, I get first pick, and I'm going right. to pick. This is an insane pick. This is going to be really dark, because I think you're going to pick oh, my guy. I'm picking Rafa Cabrera-Bello. Oh, thank Ooh. God! Ooh, That's the worst pick I've ever seen. He's a sick pick. <laughs> he lost his game, dude. He One hasn't sec. been on the leaderboard in literally like 35 years. One sec. I have to make sure he's in the field. That's Five really years. dark. Yeah, it's about to say. You clearly did he no is, research. No, I did. Dude. No, he's in, he's in the field. He's in the field. He's in Listen the field. to his last few starts here. Yes, miscut. T46. T23. Miscut. I don't care. I don't care. T37. Miscut. I don't care. I don't care. Miscut. Miscut. I don't care. Dude, do you, okay, look at his look at his Masters results. 2019, T36. 2018, T38. Nope. Nope. 2016, T17. He nope. plays sick at Augusta. He's a great putter. He's going to find his form. Rafa Cabrera Bayo, lock it in. Top 10 at Augusta, along with all my other guys. Dude, Wait, he's no speed. Can we just talk about your preparation? You're just like, I'm picking Rafa Cabrera Bayo. Is he in the field? Yeah, no, that's a sick pick. That's disgraceful. It's a sick pick, dude. He has sick finishes at Augusta. You're the fucking host. He has sick finishes at Augusta. I, that's all I can tell you, and that's all that matters. Man, I've got so many good picks. I don't know who to pick now. Who's picking next? I, I There's four names that I'm thinking Hard to of follow right that now. one up. I have five names lined up here. I had okay. one. It was Rafa. Yeah, you're unprepared. Yeah, because you're Joke. the only one who was thinking of him. Joke. All right, who's All right, up next? next? Uh, Mike, you're up next. All right, so I'm picking off. I'm picking off form a little bit. I no. really like. Oh my god! Oh, Don't pick oh. this guy. I, you know, I really like this guy's game. Really smooth swing. No. You don't have any glaring weaknesses. <laughs> no. We're gonna go. We're gonna go north of the border, and I'm gonna take Corey Connors. Oh, thank God, dude! I thought you were <laughs> leading into my guy. <laughs> Smooth swinging guy, no weaknesses. I was like, holy shit, he's gonna pick him. But thank the Lord, he picked Corey Connors. Uh, I don't think yeah. that's a good pick at all. You're I going with the Flyers. At, no, he interested me. Corey Connors interested me. I was but looking at flyer. him. He's a flyer. Come on. He shot. He made one cut at Augusta. Dude, he shot a, 81 last Augusta. year at Augusta. It's it's a dark scene for Corey Connors. He's playing well, but it doesn't matter when you come to Augusta. It's like Rafa. He's playing like shit, but he comes to Augusta, T17. <laughs> but, I mean, T8, T8 this week, he's proven that he can win on tour, and he's proven that he can absolutely you know, go subterranean low. So I actually Yeah, he's a good chances. player. He's a good yeah, player. Really? I don't think he's going to do it at Augusta like my guy's going to do it. Any, All right, this any, is a big any, hype any, up, Sean. And he plays a draw. All right, I'm going with a guy, smooth swinging guy, like Mike just said. This is going to be like a Kucher pick. This is so dumb. <laughs> yeah, Chris, you're going to like this pick, actually. Doesn't really have any glaring weaknesses, and it's Lanto Griffin. Oh, 
Wento this... Griffin, friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. I knew you'd like. Yes. I knew you'd like friend of the pod, Lanto Griffin. He's playing some great golf. Big week right for now. Lanto. Great yeah, week he's for him. Good. He's, he's playing, playing really solid. His last few starts, last Big like week. six, seven starts, he's got some top twenty-five mixed in there. He's got a game good for Augusta too. He strikes it really well. He's pretty long off the tee. Decent iron player. He's you know, a the, bomber. He is a bomber. He sneaky moves it out there. So yeah, I like his long. odds. That's generous. He has a yeah. driving iron that he smokes. Dude, he on 18 today, if he hit that driving iron on the same line that Rom and Rory took, and Rom hit three wood. You mean or, JT? Sorry, JT. Rom and JT, if he hit that on the same line, he would have hit it by JT's driver. Dude, he I love that thing. I love his swing. Just, you know, yeah, so he has pure. a sick swing. It's really so com- pure. Really compact. Nice little pause at the top. It's almost like he's uppercutting the ball. It's sweet. Yeah, it's, it's nasty. Sick. So I think first Masters appearance, I think he's going to play really well. I think it's a good course for him. He's got he's to gotta be good with his putter. If he putts yeah. well, I think he plays well. Yeah. It, I think he's a guy that he could top, he could top 10 at Augusta really easily. Like He's got that type of game. But it, but of course it is very dicey, you know, to pick a you know a rookie for oh your, for sure you know yeah. for your master's draft. But I mean, you know, I did it. Chris, you know, it's too chicken shit to do it. So you know, maybe fits are living on the edge. Oh yeah, always. Well, that about wraps it up, Mike. What'd you shoot today? Uh, so my weekend at uh, Braeburn Country Club, we went seventy one eighty one. It was pretty frigid. Body was stiff. Ball was going absolutely nowhere. It was, Glutes weren't activated. Glutes were not activated. We had it was snowing great. in Boulder. Apparently, it was also snowing in Boston, too, there for you, Mike. Listen, I snow had two birdies. I had two birdies. It was a slow bleed 80. <laughs> Those are the worst 80s. <laughs> yeah, the, the bogeys just pile up on you. And like, holy shit, how did I shoot 80? You know? Yeah, just exactly. Out of nowhere. You're hitting, you're hitting the ball okay, but, you know... You know, you guys have seen my putting. I couldn't hit a barn door with a banjo, and it's just like, oh, <laughs> another bogey. I think you got to start putting like Bubba. I don't think I should start putting like Bubba. Oh, Mike, just... you got to tell us about your range session. Oh, this is this was unbelievable. So this was Friday night. I, I had nothing <laughs> so to do. I had nothing to do. Uh, so I worked downtown at a brewery, and we and we got shut down this week because we had. a we had a COVID case, unfortunately, so hopefully they get well and, you know, we can get back in the workplace as soon as possible. But, you know, I tested negative earlier in the week, so, you know, I could go out and, you know, do whatever I want. So I'm like, okay, this is a perfect time to work on my game. So I went to the club, worked on the simulator, but I'm like, you know, I still want to work. You know, I'm going to go to my local driving range. And I am telling you, this scene was fucking mayhem. Just all the grinders right, were out. So to my right, you know, we ripped on Aaron Rye for iron covers. And to the right of me, there was this guy. I, you know, he was, definitely, he was definitely an expat, you know, from like Korea or Japan. And, you know, decked out with, you know, 14 clubs, the like custom fit. He was wearing like all G4, the nicest clothes. He had a vessel bag and, you know, you know, I, I swear to God, his his bag, including the clubs, had to be worth, you know, thirteen thousand dollars. You know, I'm pretty sure he had PXGs. Iron cover is expensive these days. 
and the and the iron covers, and I'm just like, oh god. And and you you guys would have seen this if we if you followed the chili dip on Instagram, but he took the driver out. He was hitting pot flies left, right, and center, just coming right off the top of the club base, just <laughs> just wee going about two hundred feet in the air. Just coming down like a sack of flour. No head cover is going to protect against that. No head cover is going to protect against that. Then another guy comes to my right. He has a full staff bag with his name on it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like is he a pro? I, I looked up his name. Didn't ring any, ring any bells. I saw, him, saw him hit it. He had to be about a seven. Just nothing special. Then the guy is next to me on my, you know, behind me. He's on the phone. Just talking as loud as he possibly can, you know, just like, you know, swinging one hand and, you know, he was taking some business deals, you know, talking real shady stuff. And then, and then last but not least, two bays over, just up comes with four buckets and three, and three clubs is Chris's father. He's <laughs> 70. How, how old's your father, Chris? He's 80 now. He's a oh god! You're and ten years 80, off on that one. Eighty-year-old father. It's a compliment, though. I don't think, Chris. I don't think your dad's lower body moved a single inch. <laughs> he's got the best lower body stability around. He's the he's, biggest I, grinder I know. He's yeah, he, he is the biggest grinder I've ever I, seen. This guy, I don't. I've known you, Chris, for about you know probably twelve years or so. I don't think your dad has ever lost a ball in the time that I've known. <laughs> <laughs> Just straight as can be off the tee. And, but the best part was me and me and your dad, Walt, we just run into each other. We see each other, and we just did that thing where we don't say a word to each other, but we just nod our heads at each other, you know, where we acknowledge each other's presence, but then we get onto business for like, you know, <laughs> Walt's got to grind. He has more important things to, to worry about than talking to me. I hit a chili dip. It was off the it was off the hosel. I mean Cameron Davis is a joke. Mike, you got any yeah. takes on the e-golf pro tour? You already have iron covers. You already look like a giant <laughs> pussy. I don't care. I honestly don't give a shit. He could be six feet under at this point, whoever WD. I didn't watch a single <laughs> bit of it, but I'm gonna chirp at the Fairmont St. Andrews because of the name. Yeah, Paul Tesori. Paul Tesori, friend of the pod. Neiman, friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Yeah. Friend so of the pod, Aunt Betsy. Terrell Haddon, are you kidding me? And there is a raccoon, no joke, like 20 feet away from <laughs> Florida. Say Florida, I'm hanging. Florida. No! You can't yeah. say Florida! <laughs>